is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 169 of How, How Married Are, are you? you? Okay, my name is Belief. This is Yvette, and we've been married 12 years. Live in California, and we got four, four kids. Relationships scary. It's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask how, how married are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're in the wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and... Baby story time. What you got, babe? Um, <laughs> I have a couple of stories, but I'll go with this one. So the other morning, y'all, my body is adjusting to me waking up early in the morning to go to the gym. I've been I joined a a boot camp situation. And uh, the other morning, and so I was saying that to say that I'm tired, <laughs> but I think I'm okay. Anywho, the other morning I came home, showered, and when I got out of the shower, I heard a sound and I thought it was Glenn's alarm going off. And then I realized it wasn't Glenn's alarm. And so upon further investigation, I found Uriah downstairs playing on the piano before like, I think it was like 6.48 a.m. And I was just mind blown. It sounded beautiful, but it was just so early. But it's interesting because this is like what I've always wanted. It's like what, it's the reason I put the kids in music. Yeah. In like piano classes because I wanted them to I just wanted the sound of the piano playing in my home. Not necessarily before 7 a.m. in the morning, but it was beautiful. And then later in the day, he asked me to like print him out sheet music because it was a song he wrote and he wanted to document it. So, wow. It was so sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, This morning, I I guess Anaya last night called Uzi a freak. Mm hmm. What happened? I don't know what happened, but I didn't really care. Well, I mean, what happened this morning? Because I dealt with it. Well, I didn't really deal with it, but I dealt with it yesterday. Yeah, so Raya is going around. You know, he's the guy that's going to tell on you. He's going to tell on you, and he's going to it's gonna, he's gonna start telling on you. Be like, okay, this is... And he's like, okay, and he's going to start from scratch and say, this is what happened. And I'm just like, look, man, I understand he called her, she called him a freak, and that's the end of the story. Like, that wasn't nice, and... She's crying though. She just starts crying. This morning she was crying. Yeah, she cried last night. She's trying to confess because Uriah said he's gonna tell me again. Cause I don't think he heard me last time. Cause we didn't get in trouble. <laughs> so I was just like Anaya, like it's okay. Like I'm not tripping. Like don't do it again. You know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, like still trying to like cry. And I just was like, look, like if you're gonna be upset, that's okay. But don't cry. Like you, like you know what I'm saying. Like I should now. I want to feel bad for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? She's very good at using her tears. It's very interesting. Are you in agreement? 
Yeah, she definitely. I did. I told her this morning. I was like, "Don't use your tears to manipulate us." Yeah, she was doing something else and just started. Yeah. Like, and I just, and I'm like, "Girl, stop!" She was trying to get the Theragun. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely playing us all. Yeah, and it's kind of it's unfortunate because she's becoming the little girl who cried wolf, you know? Yeah, and it's like I don't know when you're being genuine and genuinely hurt. Versus, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's something that um, <clears throat> I don't think I realized I would have to, like, teach my daughter. Yeah. Babe, why are you doing another one? It's over five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it stopped working. <laughs> I'm tired again. <laughs> I'm so grateful about that gulping. Glenn's powers are activating for those of you listening. He just drank a five hour extra strength <sighs> energy drink because those are just so good for you. And people, shout out to all the people telling me it's going to kill me. It's like, I know. <laughs> Sick, I'm drinking it for it. Just joking. <laughs> Dark humor. Dark humor. Everyone. It's not funny. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Um, we got to talk about it. We got to talk. We got to talk about it, man. Okay. So I'm going to look up her pronunciation. Danaya, Danaya Jackson. If you don't know who that person is, you have probably been living under a rock. She is the former wife of, dang it, what's his first name? Derek. Derek Jackson. Um, I want to find him now. And mm. I'm going to have Glenn, just in case you guys really don't know, because I'm not going front. I didn't know either. I got a little bit nosy mm -hmm. at one point. But, babe, can you tell us who Derek Jackson is? Okay, so from what I understand, he's a relationship, self-proclaimed relationship guru who has 1.3 million followers. Some of them got to be fake, or some of them just got to be there just to be entertained. Let's see, because we can always tell by the likes. No, He's baby. getting a No, you can't? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So go to real, go to reels. So self-proclaimed, this guy is um, has been giving advice on relationships to specifically, to black women specifically for some time now. And um, he's kind of just kind of like self-talking. I don't know. I don't know much about him, but I knew that he popped up on the scene and was doing really well, really fast. And I think I saw him on a breakfast club, believe it or not. So when I saw him on a breakfast club, I was like, damn, man, this dude kind of popped up out of nowhere. And, you know, I was like, man, this dude's killing it. So, you know, I followed him. And then... I think it was in one of the group chats <laughs> with one of the homies. And they were like, man, this giving us a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> um, making it hard. We're making it extremely difficult mm -hmm. for us who are online and have, um, you know, intentions to do well. Making it harder for us to tell people how we feel about certain situations because this guy's a liar. Mm -hmm. um, he, for the entirety of the relationship with his wife, it came out 
um, via some of the side women that he was dating and with that he was stepping out on his wife. We didn't even know he was married for a long time. But it turns out he was married, and that's pretty much all I know. And then a while ago, they both were, um, after he got caught stepping out, him and his wife sat down and gave this, like, kind of interview in front of the camera and just kind of, he was talking about himself himself in third person and saying, yes, Derek was cheating on his wife and having an affair. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, the internet made fun of her because she was really amped on Jesus and really forgiving. and She was wearing a bonnet. Right, wearing a bonnet. And... I don't know if a lot of black women let that slide. Y'all went <laughs> in on her, man. Y'all went in on her. Mm. And it was really sad. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so now she was on the, she was invited on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Mm-hmm. And we only watched, well, Yvette only watched part, part one. one. I don't know really anything about it. I'm only seeing reactions to it. And so today we're not here to like gossip Mm-mm. about, her or her situation, but kind of give our two cents about this space and how fragile this space is because we come, people, they, you know, they give you a lot of their business and it is part of the, it's part of the job, you know what I'm saying, for everyone to react to it. But, you know, we have to understand how to deal with influencers and people on social media and then also how to deal with the people that uh, are victims, right, mm-hmm. of their of their lives. Yeah, environment. So we are both very tired. I don't know why. I'm tired. I slept a good amount this weekend. Did But last night you stayed up late, I feel like. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I only got through part one. And I will say that if you watch it on like 1.5 speed, it's like it's a normal conversation. I don't know what's going on with that podcast, but they were speaking very slowly. Um, But the part that I watched, like I got to hear her story and, you know, they met in college. She was a quiet student. She was super smart. She started out with like tutoring him and he was charming and handsome and giving her all kinds of attention. And it's funny because I can relate to her. Like Not with me. No, not with you. But I'm saying I can relate to who she was as far as like I was. The smart, studious kid. I was a smart, studious kid. I wasn't really paying attention to boys. I mean, I think she had a boyfriend or two before him. But um, like if, if a guy did give me attention, it was like, oh, you think like I'm interesting or whatever the case may be. And so I can kind of understand the vulnerability that she may have experienced there. But where he would have lost me is when, um, so prior to them getting married, he had a thing where he was just like going through women and they were assigned days of the week and they were just kind of in rotation. And Danea was a part of- What do you of, mean by a thing? Like- A harem? He, what? A harem? I don't know what that is. Look it up. He had women in and out of his bed. And she was saying that she was describing it as like they would literally be passing each other, you know, one going in and one coming out. And she was among those women. And so um, 
that was kind of an unfortunate circumstance. She just so happened to be one of the many and she got he she ended up getting pregnant. Um, and I guess when she ended up getting pregnant, he decided that he was going to be like she was he was going to marry her. Um, and, you know, at one point she decides to like be assertive and say, hey, like, if that's the case, then this isn't the lifestyle that I want to live anymore. Like, you're not going to just be having all these different women in and out of your bed. And it's kind of unclear. Well, it's I mean, I guess now hindsight, it's pretty clear that he didn't stop. It seems like he may have stopped being sexually active with these women, but he was still like texting them and having inappropriate conversations. I think he got his hair cut by one that was like, you know, whatever. What? He he ended up getting his hair cut by one of the women and then she posted a picture on Instagram. I don't know. You know how that goes. Mm. And he claimed it was just a picture. He needed to get his hair cut, but she's like, This is one of the ones. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Anywho, um, now there's a lot going on with Danea. Like she goes on to talk about how she was raped um, when she was in college. And it was kind of like, I think within a week or two after being raped that she met Derek. Dang. Um, and she that. never told anybody until years later about like what happened. So she hadn't even necessarily healed or dealt with that trauma herself. Um, and so anyway, she ended up marrying Derek uh, the host of Dear Future Wifey was like, so was it wedded bliss? Like, was it like the wedding of your dreams or yada, yada, yada? And she goes, yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. Like, it was everything that she ever wanted, um, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, like wedded bliss. She was like, when she went to kiss him, um, he smelled like liquor, <laughs> like he had been drinking quite a bit or whatever. And uh yeah. And then, you know, within the first month of marriage, they're laying in bed and he is, or the first month of having the baby. I think it was after she had the baby. Um, but she was pregnant when they got married. So she was pregnant when they got married. Not very many people knew it. She was about six months pregnant uh -huh. when they got married. And, um, and so, yeah, she was about six months pregnant. She ended up having the baby. She experienced postpartum depression. She was on medicine for that. Now, mind you, before she got married, she started seeing a therapist because she was realizing that, you know, she had issues and yada, yada, yada. So she was seeing, seeing three therapists for about three months all at the same time Dang. so that she could narrow it down to one. Mm. And she ended up narrowing it down to one. And I think she said she had been with that one for about 18 months. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it was a lengthy, it was definitely over a year. And so she, when she, by the time she was on postpartum, experiencing postpartum depression, they had put her on medicine and she was still seeing, um, she was getting help for that as well. But he, on the other hand, was out here, you know, wiling out. Having an affair. Having an affair. Having With affairs, it, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like multiple women. And so, um... I think that's kind of where part one ended as far as her talking about that. I think part two picks up with the whole bond. They called it the bonnet video mm -hmm. where her and Derek came on and like, because Derek had been outed by someone he was having an affair with, um, they came on and talked about that publicly. 
I do want to go back and watch it, but it's like two hours long and they talk extremely slow. But when I was listening to her story, she did say a lot of things about how the glitz and glam is really what attracted her. You know, like she was she was like with status, different doors were open, different opportunities presented themselves as far as where they got to vacation or where they got to stay and what amenities they got when they were there. And he was very good looking and successful and he had money and all the different things. And it was like, wow. And then what I was thinking back to one of the questions that Latarius Latarius I don't know asked her and um he was like you know was it wedded bliss and when I think about just her telling her story I don't think she was ever in love with that man like it's hard for me like I know I can't necessarily say that but when I think about what love is and who she loved or what she loved I don't know if she actually loved Derek, I feel like she loved the security or she was attracted to the security that he gave her or even just the way that they looked together as like a good looking couple or whatever. And I think sometimes I think somebody asked us this a while back. And I guess that kind of goes to the idolizing relationship versus whatever. But there was another person that asked us about, you know, am I in love with him or am I in love with his family? Mm-hmm. And so, like, my question for Danae would be, like, were you in love with him or were you in love with the lifestyle that he came with? You know? Hmm. So what? why would you ask her that? I mean, I guess that is irrelevant now. But, like, in hindsight, I'm just curious. And I think I, think I would ask her that because it feels like she had evidence of what she was getting into before she signed on the dotted line, if that makes sense. So do you think she would have married him if she didn't love him? I don't know. I do, I do. I think people do that. I think people are like, oh, man, I'm pregnant with his baby. I got to make this work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think people always marry for love. I think some people... I mean, like if you go back into the like the whole institution of marriage in the first place, mm-hmm. um, it, was it wasn't a a, it was a transaction, right? And so I do like in listening to Danea's story, and I am totally making conjectures, and I am you know whatever. I would dare to say that I feel like she may have been more so marrying the lifestyle versus the the man mm. because. He was just a pig in like, I don't know, in like a tuxedo or something. What's that phrase? What's his phrase? Something in swine. I never heard that. A swine and some. Come on. Somebody help me in the comment section (laughs) below. Wolves in sheep clothing? No. No. It's like where it's like inside it's something gross and ugly. But outside it's packaged well. Oh, like you can't put something on a pig or you can't. Yeah. It's like a phrase. Anywho, yeah, I don't know that phrase. That's that Southern stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Says the girl from Oceanside, California. Um, so a couple things. I just want to say this housekeeping. We talk slow. <laughs> Do we yeah, talk we slow? talk slow. I gotta listen to our own podcast on one point five. Really? Too. Yeah. I'm gonna try to start start talking fast. Is no, please don't. Better? No, 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 <laughs> no. I think that's where I'm at with it, but. Also a harem. I swear to you that they talk slower than us, though. For real. It was like, girl, 
sorry. I, let me stop. Well, let me tell you this. We we were editing. Uh, sorry for sound, sidetracking. Got one more sidetracking point before <laughs> I get back to the thing. Um, I was editing. Well, I was listening to the guys edit. Like they had put out all of our e course stuff, and I was like, uh, "That's not right. It's it's edited. It's too fast." And they were like, "No, this is regular speed." It was only like three percent faster, but I knew you didn't talk that fast. So I was like, it, it needs to be, it's not regular speed. And so the frame rate was at was supposed to be at 23.98, and it was at 29. And I knew that it was off because of how you sounded. I was like, I was like. <laughs> He's like, I listen to this girl I listen to this woman talk all, all the time. time. And I am still trying to get to the main point of the story by, by this moment of time. This is not right. <laughs> I receive it. I receive so it. So I was like, yo. I swear, maybe that's where Raya gets it from. Because Lord, <laughs> him and Theo. Man. <laughs> man, we be sitting there. Like, mom, mom. Okay. Mom, do you? Mom. And oh Theo my be complaining about how he's always cut off. But it's like, dude, you're taking a long time. Theo, and Theo always cut off. He's trying to say, before he even gets the first thing, and Raya just quits. Like, yeah, go ahead, dog. Finish it up for me. Clean that up for me. Anyway, um, no, um, that and, and a harem is is slang for a group of women, but I do believe it is a actual term for a group of wives. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I I think that people don't marry for love; they have all these. Different motives. Why are you laughing? Because you do talk slow too. <laughs> I do talk slow. I told you. I said we talk slow. I didn't say it was you just do. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's go. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we be some old people. Um, so I think with, I think people do marry not for love. Focus. They marry because of all types of reasons. And I think what she wanted, um, I think people really believe that marriage changes you yes like if you get if i'm if i marry him though mm -hmm. he'll have to you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. or like once we get married then everything is gonna like you're just exposing more of the person yes so if you dealt with a little bit of whatever when you get married it's only gonna turn it up mm -hmm. and so marriage marriage is that's just what marriage does why do you think that is why do you think that when we get married, it's only going to amplify it or, like, turn it up. Well, because it's just more prevalent. It's like adding a magnifying glass to something that already exists. Mm. It's like every pore becomes much more enlarged. Every time you eat with your mouth open, like, it sounds louder. <laughs> you breathe, it's louder. You know what I'm saying? You're snoring. Snoring <laughs> is right louder. There. <laughs> the, the flaws hang in the... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just louder. You try. You know what I'm saying? Because you, I was just saying breathe. I was saying regular <laughs> stuff. You went to snoring, so I felt like I had to clap back. <laughs> but, but nah. Nah, I do feel like everything is kind of exposed more. And I don't know if people are aware of that. So I have a question. Okay. Do you think that Derek himself thought he was going to be better when he got married? I can't tell you what that man thinks. I don't know. I I am terrified of not being true to myself. Mm -hmm. That is like something that 
I don't have the stomach for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, the amount of audacity mm -hmm. that that individual has, I cannot muster it. Like the arrogance, mm -hmm. I just, I'm just kind of like, wow, mm -hmm. that is bold. That is incredibly bold. I don't understand that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was saying that because I wonder, because she was like, because one of the things that Danea does talk about in the interview is like, she was like, whoa, like he like went to my mom and asked for my hand in marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like she herself was shocked. And then I'm kind of thinking like, I wonder if like Derek at any point ever got, I don't know, disgusted with himself or just whatever with himself to the point where he's like, you know what? I got to do better by these women. This woman's carrying my baby. Let me just commit to her and then like try to cut it out. Because it seems like at the beginning, like he wasn't having sex with anyone. He was just having inappropriate exchanges via text message. While they were married. When they first got married, mm -hmm. you know, and then it escalated after the baby was born and, you know, all the postpartum depression, all the things that came with that. Yeah. I think that during that time, it but, uh, specifically it is a tough it is like really hard for mom right like because yeah. it's just so much change happening within a woman's body and mm -hmm. mind and all the stuff right um but for a man there's like bear it you know what i'm saying like just deal with it you know what i mean um and he might not have felt like able to, I'm not giving him an excuse, but I would just say from my perspective, I don't know if I was able to communicate everything I felt during the time when you were postpartum. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, I'm not in agreement with anything he did or anything like that, but I, I do know that that is a tough period for men as well. Mm -hmm. I've even heard people talk about like, you know, when like a woman miscarriages, everyone like crowds around mm -hmm. the woman, but the man is just forgotten about. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I can't I can't I can't give any light to this man or what he's doing, but I'm just saying that it's just a tough period in general. Now you add that on top of being a sex addict, because I feel like that's what he mm -hmm. is. He's addicted to sex, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um that never got checked at all. Mm -hmm. Right? His his proposal was a response to him being addicted to sex because he had to have it and he impregnated this mm -hmm. woman. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I would say that uh, he's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know, babe. I, I don't know if he was ever, I, I think there's probably a part of him that's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to do right by her. You know what I mean? But something during that time, you know, where... He was, I don't know what he was trying to communicate or what he promises he was making or, you know. And I really want to say, man, he should have been in therapy, but at least she was. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so my heart breaks for her, man. Like, even before the Bonnet video, during the Bonnet video, like everything, like my heart breaks for her. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, that's why I'm not even like, I don't even give advice like, I think we've given advice strictly in our e-course and then for people who have, like, called in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of the stuff has been us processing through our own stuff mm -hmm. and then, like, just communicating how we feel and, 
you know, just being very candid about our conversations. Mm -hmm. But to speak to a whole group of women as a man, telling them what to accept and what not to accept while <laughs> while doing the very things, it's yeah. like, man, I don't know about that, bro. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine, babe. <laughs> I just clicked on his link and it says secrets to making evolved men crave you. My Lord. You know what's crazy about that? Types of women grown men can't resist. Right. But here's the wow. thing, man. Like men who are driven by sex, they don't have a lot of standards. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? They might be attracted more to a certain type of woman, but they're not like, they're not going to not have sex with somebody if they have the opportunity to because they're addicted to the act. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when he says how to make evolved men crave you, like, Who's evolved? Like, who's he speaking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. uh, crazy thing is, never mind. Um, he's a um, he he is a villain in a horror film, to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the Tyler Perry, dark skin. <laughs> Man, like that is that's who Tyler Perry be making his movies about to me. Those followers are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the people who follow him, it's terrifying. I didn't mean Do it. I follow him? No, it would have showed up in those top people because it shows people that I'm following. That's terrifying. Yeah, that is a little bit. Maybe they just forgot to unfollow him. Whatever floats your boat, man. But I, I it is, it, I'm going to be honest with you. That person, he is entertaining. It's like watching someone like burn. It just sucks how many other people get, you know, who die from the inhalation of the smoke. You know what I'm saying? And who, yeah. who gets those like second and third degree burns. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like one of the things we wanted to talk about today, because we've already, I don't know how much time we've killed, but um, is like how to kind of. I don't know how to safeguard yourself. I guess that's where I'm looking for how to safeguard yourself from ending up in a similar situation. Right. And so I think for me, one of the biggest things, which actually, I don't know. You're teaching me because I'm, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, I think it comes from having people in your life, a community of people who will, call you to the carpet. You know what I'm saying? No? Okay. So what I'm saying is, like, both for Denea and for Derek, like, if Denea would have had someone that she could have trusted to tell about, you know, what happened to her that at that party in college or um, to be close enough in proximity to have an awareness of who Derek was and caution her against marrying this guy not to say that they could have prevented it i don't think they could have but 
I just feel like it's really valuable to have community in your life that will hold you accountable. Even with Derek on his end of things, like if he was a true believer, God-fearing man, there is a level of, even though I just listened to a podcast from a pastor who, you know, was sharing stories of even, damn it. Yeah. It's hard, babe. It is hard to have people, but hopefully we have people. No. No. I mean, because like, even still, like, Ugh. it's all about that pry. Like that pry, somebody who's going to take a crowbar and pry it open. And, and say, so I want you to take a moment and just think about who is our person that has that pry. Who are my people that have that pride? Or just a person in our life. For me? Who holds me accountable? Never mind. Keep going. What, what are, are you saying? saying? Are you trying to get me to read your mind? Yes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm trying sorry. not to say names. But go ahead, babe. That person that prides in our life? Like just in general. But go ahead. Continue your thought, please. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The question is, <laughs> does that person pry in their own life? In their own life. Their, lo- their own life. Come on. Finish your thought. Um, I'm 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 more concerned for like, like Danae could have had accountability to say, though that's not your man, but she's pregnant, and she she believes, and he says and he makes promises, so it's like, how is she supposed to know whether or not this dude is telling the truth? My thing is, who I'm like, bro, I have people in my life who I told before, yo, if I ever do something like that to Yvette, you have my um permission to come and beat me. excuse my language mm-hmm. like you have my permission to come and fight me like beat me until i bleed like mm-hmm. like think like just you have my permission while i'm in my right mind hmm? you're giving them the, your permission while you're in your right mind because you obviously had lost your mind if you did something yeah you know what i'm saying but like they're like then i'm thinking okay if I'm Danae's brother, if I'm Danae's dad, father, mm-hmm. like, am I taking that personal? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, sis, you made that decision. So it's so hard. It's it's very complex. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you made that decision to do that. Or, hey, I, I, asked, I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. And I'm not going to jail for that. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? And if I tell my homies, like, hey, go ahead and beat me up, Right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not in my right mind, I'm suing all of them. I ain't, I ain't tell you to beat me up. Yes, you did. Where's the written at? Because I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you got to think about how absent-minded someone has to be. Like I don't know if this person is legit in their mind. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I'm. It's so hard because there's so many different imposters out there. Like we run into them in business. Mm-hmm. We run them to them. In personal relationships, you run into them in sports and just out on the street. Mm-hmm. Like last night, we had some dude running up and down the street, screaming at, to the top of his lungs. And he was like, did you hear that? I was like, no, I'm in the house. She's outside the house. And she's like, this dude is just screaming. Um, and people are out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And so you add that to social media, it just it travels like wildfire. Yeah. Wild, wildfire. So, yeah, man, it makes me really sad because it's almost like, you know, for, for, especially for Danae, but like for Derek, I'm just kind of like, man, 
Like, I wish he had people, you know what I'm saying, to check him. That's what I'm saying. But not like in a way like, hey, bro, you missed a mark. Like, man, I'll fire on you. Oh, like you know fighting? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You got the whole squad looking bad. Mm. I don't roll with cats like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, and then it's the same thing. It's like, man, like, it's, I don't know, babe. It's, it's very difficult. It's hard, and it's even hard for me to judge them because I'm kind of like, man, guys got to do something with, with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he, he going to have his way with you in whatever's situation, whatever the situation is. I don't know. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Breaks my heart, man. I don't know. I feel like we talked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple things that I, I can leave you with is uh, don't idolize relationships, right? The fear of be, being alone will leave you alone in the end, right? Um, just because everything seems right, you know what I mean, doesn't mean that it is, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to people that don't have good work ethic and aren't willing to recognize where they could be improving, you know. Um, that's one. you have anything to add? You look like you're about to doze off on me. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. I think, what, which one did you just say, don't idolize yeah. relationships? Yeah, I just think sometimes it's really good. And I don't know what that looks like to take a really good inventory about what it is about a relationship that keeps you holding on. And I don't think this is just um, unique to a romantic relationship. I think this is with friendships, with people that you work with, companies Mm -hmm. that you work for. It's like, why are you still in this relationship? What kind of fruit are you producing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? I don't know. I just feel like if Danae had an opportunity to genuinely sit with herself and take an inventory as to why she was marrying Derek, she may have made a different decision because she may have had an opportunity to just be real with herself about what it is that she's really after in being in relationship with this person. And I think sometimes we get blinded by like the glitz and glam of certain relationships that we fail to see it for what it really is and how it's actually you know, not good for our roots, mm-hmm. not good for our growth. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to choke our roots in the end, which I think happened to her. Fortunately enough, she had an opportunity to regroup because the Lord can redeem any situation and any relationship and the consequences of relationships too. And so, I don't know, I just think it's really important to I don't know what that looks like. I wish there was like, you know me, I like a good old checklist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of something like, okay, this box, check it if you, you know, X, Y, and Z, like a formula to figure out why am I in this relationship? Is this relationship good for me? All in all, I do believe that if you are attuned to the Holy Spirit, he can definitely communicate to you in a way that lets you know, disturbs your peace. Um 
But in other ways, I'm kind of like, no, Lord, I really need like a. <laughs> and maybe I just haven't spent enough time in my word to figure out what that looks like. But I do think that the fruit speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. I don't know. I think we should be careful, too, on who we're listening to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, like for for us, Yvette and I was talking like, okay, so making the point like, okay, you're basically taking advice from strangers. You know what I'm saying? Like, technically, if we listen to somebody and we we love them and we love their stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then something comes out and we're like, oh, man, there's a scandal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I should have never did it. Technically, that's a that's a stranger. You know what I'm saying? So what makes people like us different, right? And that's really important. So I was thinking about it. And I was like, dang, like, you know, we haven't been only showing you the good stuff. Like, you've watched us walk through rough seasons as parents, as husband and wife. You know what I'm saying? And we will continue to walk through those rough seasons. But I think if we only told you advice and only showed you the good— Right. Then that would make us look a little suspect Mm -hmm. to me. You know what I mean? Um, And even like from a lot of these parenting gurus, which kind of like bugs me sometimes, it's like, yo, you're telling everybody what to do with their kids. But all you got is cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're not giving people any grace for any season they're in. All you're doing is judging and making people feel bad. <laughs> Y'all, do you want to hang out with us and the rest of the wedding party in person? Well, let me tell you something. Now is your chance. On July 28th through the 29th, we are throwing a party, a reception of sorts. We're calling it the How Married Are You Live. This is our introduction to retreats. We are super excited to add so much value. We've been giving free value for a long time and sharing the ups and downs and the hard parts and the uh, best parts of marriage. And uh, to this upcoming July 28th and 29th is your opportunity to get the nitty gritty on how we really got through a lot of that stuff. And so uh, we want to invite you guys. It's going to be super fun. Yes. On Friday evening of July 28th, we are having a VIP dinner. Those tickets are limited. So if you are even thinking about it, you might just want to go ahead and buy your ticket right now. On Saturday, it's going to be an all day event. We're going to have some of the some of our favorite people um, in the field of relationships uh, who share their lives online. We have therapists, we have um, couples, we have singles. We have people coming to speak and pour into our life and yours. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are so excited to get everybody together. We are so excited to be together with the wedding party in person. It's something we've always wanted to do. And we know that you guys will enjoy it. On Saturday, you want to tell them some of the things that are happening? Yeah, well, we're definitely doing a How Married Are You live podcast. So if you love the intro, you get to hear it live. We get to sing it in person. Yeah, we get to wrap it together. And we're going to be doing a men's panel, a women's panel, and also some uh, speakers are going to be there as well. We're super excited just to add value back to you as you guys have given us so much you know what i mean um and we've given a lot as well and it's going to be lunch is going to be available yes we also Uh, have lunch on saturday yeah and the uh premises that we're going to be 
uh, at is beautiful. Oh my goodness, it's going to be at the River Gardens in Vista, California. If you are coming Incredible. from out of town, you will fly into the San Diego airport and travel a little bit north. north. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see you then. Thank you guys so much for watching, babe. How married are you? I'm so married that I traveled all around the world for you this morning. Yeah, and I'm so <laughs> married I got you something you shouldn't have ate last night. <laughs> and that's, that's just, just how, how married, married we are. are. How married are you, my love? Well, I would say I can do yours. You want to do mine and I okay, do yours? Okay, go ahead. No? <laughs> um, so yeah, so you're so married. Okay. That you... So... I was cleaning the bathroom and some of that stuff was on top of the sink and I know I didn't put it back right. Like mm -hmm. I know underneath the cabinet I didn't put it back right but you didn't say anything. You just let it be what it was. Mm -hmm. That's how married you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did I do? <laughs> um, you're so married, babe, that you uh, created space. I mean, I know you weren't feeling well, but you created space for me to be able to go hang out with my girlfriends last night. Mm. And that was super sweet. You didn't text me and be like, when are you coming home? You just kind of let me go. And it was lovely. All right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. are.